0: back of the crow's nest, through the door and up the cement stairs, down the carpeted hallway and into one of the doors on the left, stretched out on a double bed in room number 27 with a sheet pulled over him, Bobby Shatford lies asleep. He's got one black eye. There are beer cans and food wrappers scattered around the room, and a duffel bag on the floor with t-shirts and flannel shirts and blue jeans spilling out. Lying asleep next to him is his girlfriend, Christina Cotter. She's an attractive woman in her early forties, with rust-blonde hair and a strong, narrow face. There's a TV in the room, and a low chest of drawers with a mirror on top of it, and a chair of the sort they have in high school cafeterias. The plastic cushion cover has cigarette burns in it. The window looks out on Rogers Street, where trucks ease themselves into fish-plant bays it's still raining. Across the street is Rose Marine, where fishing boats fuel up, and across a small leg of water is the State Fish Pier, where they unload their catch. The State Pier is essentially a huge parking lot on pilings, and on the far side, across another leg of water, is a boatyard and a small park where mothers bring their children to play. Looking over the park on the corner of Haskell Street is an elegant brick house built by the famous Boston architect Charles Bullfinch. It originally stood on the corner of Washington and Summer Streets in Boston, but in 1850 it was jacked up, rolled onto a barge, and transported to Gloucester. That's where Bobby's mother, Ethel, raised four sons and two daughters. For the past fourteen years, she has been a daytime bartender at the Crow's Nest. Ethel's grandfather was a fisherman, and both her daughters dated fishermen, and all four of the sons fished at one point or another. Most of them still do. The Crow's Nest windows face east into the coming day, over a street used at dawn by reefer trucks. Guests don't tend to sleep late around eight o'clock in the morning, Bobby Shatford struggles awake. He has flax-brown hair, hollow cheeks, and a sinewy build that has seen a lot of work. In a few hours he's due on a sword-fishing boat named the Andrea Gale, which is headed on a one-month trip to the Grand Banks. He could return with five thousand dollars in his pocket, or he could not return at all. Outside, the rain drips on— Chris groans, opens her eyes, and squints up at him. One of Bobby's eyes is the color of an overripe plum. Did I do that? Yeah. Jesus. She considers his eye for a moment. How did I reach that high? They smoke a cigarette and then pull on their clothes and grope their way downstairs. A metal fire door opens onto a back alley. They push it open and walk around to the Rogers Street entrance. The Crow's Nest is a block long faux Tudor construction across from the J.B. Wright Fish Company and Rose Marine. The plate glass window in front is said to be the biggest barroom window in town. That's quite a distinction in a town where barroom windows are made small so that patrons don't get thrown through them. There's an old pool table, a payphone by the door, and a horseshoe shaped bar. Budweiser costs $1.75. But as often as not, there's a fisherman just in from a trip who's buying for the whole house. Money flows through a fisherman like water through a fishing net. One regular ran up a $4,000 tab in a week. Bobby and Chris walk in and look around. Ethel's behind the bar, and a couple of the town's earlier risers are already gripping bottles of beer. A shipmate of Bobby's named Bugsy Moran is seated at the bar, a little dazed. Rough night, huh? Bobby says. Bugsy grunts. His real name is Michael. He's got wild, long hair and a crazy reputation, and everyone in town loves him. Chris invites him to join them for breakfast, and Bugsy slides off his stool and follows them out the door into the light rain. They climb into Chris's twenty-year-old Volvo and drive down to the white hen pantry and shuffle in, eyes bloodshot, heads throbbing. They buy sandwiches and cheap sunglasses, and then they make their way out into the unrelenting grayness of the day. Chris drives them back to the nest, and they pick up 30-year-old Dale Murphy, another crew member from...